0: Oh, hey. back to the Sports Complex on a Monday afternoon, kicking off the week. Sark spoke to the press today, and that's going to be the show because we are – it's a quick one. We are out at 5.30 today day for pregame show for Texas Rangers. They are starting a series against the New York Mets. So they will be playing tonight, uh, taking over the airwaves here on the Horn at 5.30. But until then, uh, we'll try and get as much as we can get in. Remember, you can join the conversation. 512-337-3776. Hit me up on Twitter at it's Patrick Davis. And join the fun. We'll be here for the next 30 minutes. So let's get the party started right away. Uh, Sark spoke to me. Well, let's, let's recap real quick. We'll recap quickly what happened over the weekend. How about that? Uh, we got to see football. It was awesome. Uh, preseason wasn't nothing too big. Of course, the Trey Lance trade that happened at like 630 yesterday when we were doing, uh we were finishing up the show and the Trey Lance trade came through and it's, you know, I, I, you know, after having a weekend to look at it, I don't think it was that bad. I think it was a good trade. And I know Cowboys fans, a lot of them are very upset because they still magically want a quarterback to appear. And all of a sudden you have a franchise. You know, I talked to uh, Jacob standard a guy today and he was like, oh no, we were going to draft a guy like win at pick 25 next year in the draft. Your first round, you were going to go take the the game changing quarterback. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, the odds, and you can still do that next year if a guy falls there. If, you know, if Drake May falls there and you feel he's the guy and you want to take him, you can still do that next year if you're not going to keep Dak. and Dak wants too much money, you don't want to keep him. But you get Trey Lance for a fourth-round pick, it's basically taking a guy that you think has the ability that everyone on their scouting board had him. He hasn't played football really at a, you know, a real level and played real snaps since 2019. So it's going to take, it's a project, But I I like it. I like the trade. It's a very Jerry Jones move. Uh, You know, I think if the Cowboys had a running back already, other than Tony Potter, but had like a running back core that you were really satisfied with, then no one would care about this trade. But I think everybody just kind of wanted to have have a, you know, they want to make the team right now perfect for this year to go after everything. And really, I, the only thing offensively you could really want is another running back to to spell the load from Tony Pollard because we're not sure he can carry the load, but maybe he will. I, I'd like the trade though. I think it was a good trade for Trey Lance. Uh, also, we got to see some football. Notre Dame. Sam Hartman looks really good for Notre Dame. He, I mean, everybody thought he was going to do well coming out of Wake Forest, but you never know. Going from Wake Forest to a Notre Dame, you know, is the stage going to be too big? Now they're playing Navy, so it's not that huge. They're in Dublin, Ireland, and he has a great game. So Notre Dame, that may put them into a conversation of what they could do over a year. It's week one, it's Navy, it was overseas. Maybe not, but Sam Hartman looks like they found a real quarterback at Notre Dame. Meanwhile, USC, that defense is still terrible. I mean, the, the offense didn't look great, but when you're losing time of possession to San Jose State, and you're letting them they, – they had more first downs than you, San Jose State did. They had more rushing yards than you. All of that is crazy. It, the, the secondary of points was just not – I mean, they're trying to play man, and I don't know why you kept allowing them in the third and fourth quarter when you could tell they can't play it. They couldn't keep up with the wide receivers. So it could be a long season for USC. I, I don't see any way that they make the college football playoff if that defense doesn't improve greatly in the next couple of weeks. And they don't have that hard of a schedule, but still, you know, if you're trying to outscore everybody by putting up 60 a week and you hope that you win every game, there's going to be a defense that you come up against in your, in your season, and you're not going to be able to pull that off. So that, that was the main two takeaways you got was Sam Hartman's really good for Notre Dame. They have a quarterback. It could change the complexion for Notre Dame. And that defense, as much as they kept saying that it was better for USC, it is not. And I mean, it, it may be because they were terrible last year, but Lincoln Riley needs to figure out how to get a defense. That's in USC, and I, I don't mind if he doesn't. They're no sweat off my back, but that, they, that was not a fun – it was a hard game to watch, and then a back cover for San Jose State is annoying. You get that back cover when – come on, guys, play some defense. But Texas starts this week, two thirty game against Rice. Uh, everyone is very excited about it. Sark spoke to the press today. It's his first press conference for the season, getting ready for the Rice game. And let's start off with his opening statement and getting ready for Rice.
1: Week. Awesome time of the year, you know. Uh, felt, uh, felt odd Saturday after our mock game, going home and watching college football and not being part of it. So I'm not sure how the week zero works. But um, obviously this is an exciting time for us, uh, our fans, our students. Um, you know, we've, we've, got a, we've got a veteran opponent coming to town. You know, Rice is a, a team that has a great deal of experience, they're returning a lot of starters, especially on the defensive side of the ball, they got a quarterback who's played with a ton of experience. He's played here twice in his career. Um, so, you know, they're hard nosed, they're tough. They got very intricate schemes. Um, so, we, we have our work cut out for us from a preparation standpoint. Uh, I, I am excited that we get to have our fans back in DKR, uh, our students. It's going to be an exciting time, great atmosphere. I know we're doing a couple cool things Saturday. You know, honoring Derek Johnson going into the, going into the Hall of Fame Saturday. Uh, honoring the 63 national championship team Saturday. So those are all great events kind of surrounding the game. Uh, but for us, you know, it's about our preparation. And w- when we prepare our best, we've got great energy every day. We walk in the building, every day we go on the practice field. We've got really good focus uh, and intent and being intentional with what we're doing to, uh, you know, to get ourselves prepared for, for the ball game. And, and that's what it's going to take. You know, they, they, we get challenged by Rice two ways, you know, most notably one, their style of play, like I said, is very intricate in all three phases. They've Got really good coaches, uh, and then in which the way they play—they play hard, they play tough. Uh, you know, they're relentless that way. So we, we've got our work cut out for us on that. As far as injury-wise, you know, the only one real thing right now is Mo Blackwell is going to be down a couple weeks. Uh, everybody else on the roster will be available to us this week, which is which is a good thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to our standard and, and the way we live and the way we go about it, and that's what this week's going to be no different today, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then ultimately Saturday. We've got to have great energy. Uh, we've got to play our style, which is aggressive, fast, physical, uh, and then we got to be tough and we got to be smart. And so this is our first shot at, at putting all that together, and um, hopefully by uh, by 2.30 on Saturday we'll be ready to go.
0: Yeah, hopefully by 2.30 on Saturday you are ready to go. You've had a very long time to get ready. It is Rice. And this is you want to see the Notre Dame outcome of a team thoroughly dominating their opponent or not the USC. Because if the USC outcome of San Jose State putting up 28 points on USC, if that happens with Rice, you have a real problem. Now, USC beat the crap out of Rice last year, too. So, uh, I mean, Rice is a veteran team. They, are, they do have an ability to come out, and if you're not paying attention, do something to you. But this, is, this should be an easy enough game for Texas. But you have, to, you have to be able to find your standard. And we'll play a clip a little bit later when Jeff Howe asked him about the standard of Texas. We'll play that clip. But I do want to get into what he wants to see on Saturday. Someone that Sark was asked about what he wanted to see on Saturday. So something you can look for when you're watching the game of instead of, you know, Texas should win this. It is time to be ready. 2.30, it's going to be very hot. There's going to be a lot of guys playing in that game because the rotations are just going to be, you're going to be trying to get guys in and out. And I don't know if you're even going to see guys in the second half if, you know, I don't know if any starters are really going to ever be fully benched. Uh, some guys may still be going into rotations just to give second and third string guys some breaks because it is going to be, you know, it could be one thirty on the field, one forty on the field, the temperature. So you want to see those, you want to be able to have a rotation and keep everybody fresh enough, not, you know, burn anybody out. Uh, but this is what Sark, when he was asked today at this press conference, what he wanted to see on Saturday, here's what Sark had to say.
1: Well, um, I think, first of all, you think about first games, you know, and I, I watched them Saturday. I look at substitution errors, <laughs> you know, he got 12 on the field, he got 10 on the field. I look at some of the pre-snap penalty things. Uh, I look at tackling um, I look at our coverage units in the return game. We're seeing big returns uh, th- this past weekend, so inevitably, you know, I, I want to see us execute, and all of that is kind of encompassed into that. Whether it's pre-snap or post-snap, uh, our ability to execute, communicate, really well, being on the same page, and then play our style of football.
0: So that's it. You want to you want to come out and set your own pace. That is the big thing for Texas, and it's going to be the it's going to be the cause all season long. You know, this is a not just a Texas problem. It's a common problem in sports is playing to your opponent's level, and you cannot do that if you want to be a championship team. You have to handle business, and they handle. Now, Rice is easy enough to do that with. It gets harder when you're doing it against an Oklahoma State or, you know, uh, an Iowa State or somebody that you should be able to handle. But with, with the game planning on the other side and, you know, getting you in the right spot, and if you are mentally not there, then, you know, you can get hit in one of those trap games. But that's not where you need to be. You need to have the standard. You need to have the standard at Texas. Jeff Howe asked Sark about what is the standard at Texas now. You know, we, we always talk on the show about what the standard is, and the standard is, you know, competing for a, a, champion, a conference championship every year, it's being in a conversation in the second half of the season for the national championship. That's what the, the standard is supposed to be. It's, it's supposed to be double digits, is the low end of the standard. Here's what Sark had to say about what they're trying to set the standard at for Texas right now.
1: I, I think that, you know, we, we have kind of things that, that we hold them to. Energy's first and foremost. You know, that, that our standard of energy has got to be high. And, you know, ultimately I think that starts with us as coaches. What do we bring every single day? Um, the aggressive nature in which we want to play the game. We try to call it aggressively in all three phases. We try to play an aggressive brand of football. Um, we want to be fast. And that's why we, we run the way that we run. If you ever ask our players how much we run in the summer, we want to be a fast football team. We want to be a physical football team. Yeah, We, we love running the football. We love populating the ball on defense and getting as many white hats as we can to the ball. we got to be tough. right? There, there takes a mental and physical toughness to play to the standard that we want to have. Uh, and then ultimately, we want to be smart. You know, We've, we've put in a lot of work this, this fall camp on the special situations in the game two-minute, four-minute, third down, fourth down, backed up, whatever that is, red zone, third down, what, what all those things. And so playing smart in those situations is part of our standard too. So um, I credit our coaches and I, and I credit our players for for believing in that standard and then trying to work towards what that standard looks like.
0: So we will talk about the standard being double-digit wins, playing for the Big 12 championship being a, in the conversation for national championship, having award winners, having all that. That's the standard we'll talk about. I can appreciate him talking about the standard of we need to play at a level and the outcome will be what we want it to be if we can continue at this level, if our energy is there in the third and fourth quarter, if we can be consistent and no penalties and focus. If all those things can fo- come together, then the 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 conference championship, the the national championship, the, the double-digit wins, all that comes with that and maybe two, three years ago it doesn't because you don't have all the talent you want and it's not Sark's team, but now there's no excuse. So we are now at, well, the standard, if they, the players hold up their end of the bargain of the standard of what he's talking about, of the energy, of the focus, the determination, everything, then if they hold up their end, they're in, there's clearly the talent there. It now falls onto Sark and how he calls games and not being outcoached by the better coaches in this league. That is what is going to come down to if he has learned and he can put himself at the standard of being the best coach on the field every time. And I get you're going to play against other really good coaches and sometimes they're just going to have a better plan, but you got the better players, you got the bigger guns, go get them. He needs to be in the conversation that he is the better coach in every single game or else why are you coaching at Texas? I get there, there's sometimes you're going to – if you play LSU – Ryan Kelly's a hell of a coach. You play, we're playing Alabama. You're not better than Nick Saban. We all know that. We know that Nick Saban, because he's, you know, he's in the conversation of the greatest of all time. Start getting in that conversation. Not yet, at least. Hopefully. Let's say hopefully, yes. But so you, but you want to be when you're going up against anyone in the Big 12, you need to be the best coach in the Big 12. And that means you have to make those adjustments. And your standard of play calling in the second half has to reach a new level. Because that's been one of the problems. So you can say all this other stuff, but as long as he understands, his, the standard is energy, focus, determination, and that'll get us where we want to go as long as he carries his end of the bargain as well. Sark also talked today at his press conference about the running back room, and he was actually asked where we'll get into the running backs. He was asked, what group do you want to see step up of... You know, you you know that you know things that you do have. You know you got wide receivers. You know what your quarterback is now. You know what you have on D line and in your O line and all these. What group do you want to see step up? Here's what Sark had to say.
1: Well, I think naturally, you know, when you, when you lose two players in in Bijan and Roshan who carried such a bulk of the load for us a year ago, um, what is that going to look like? How's that going to feel? And I think there's that's going to be a little bit of a process for us, and that's okay. Um, I think that they've got great players around them. They don't have to go in and try to, you know, some superhuman effort. They just need to do what they've done throughout practice. And um, I think that we've got a good group there, but ultimately, you know, finding that out, you know, we got a glimpse of it in the bowl game. Um, but, But I think now having a spring, a summer, a training camp to get themselves ready, I'm looking forward to watching that group play.
0: Yeah, and then he goes on, he's asked, because he doesn't give a full answer there, he says, they ask him straight up, what's, what's the separation between Jonathan Brooks and Cedric Baxter? And, I mean, Jaden Blue is there too, but wh- where is the separation of, are you, can you say this is RB1 and this is RB2? How far apart are they? Are they, you know, are they RB1A and RB, RB1B? Which is it? Here's what Sark had to say about the separation of Brooks and Baxter. Um
1: oh, they have Oh, they have a pretty good idea now. I mean, we've, we, we're in game week now, so how we get our reps and how we practice is, is important. You know, they got to get the looks that they need. You know, I think the two a couple of things that those two guys provide is, A, there's physical stature and, and a running style of a physical nature. Um, I, I, think, I think both those guys are, are not just physical at the point of attack, but they're elusive in the open field. They've got good pass-receiving skills. Uh, And they're both very smart. And in our system, the running back, you know, his intellect is important. And uh, both those guys are are smart players.
0: So we'll see on Saturday for sure uh, everyone. I mean, pretty much everyone should see at least a little playing time because it is going to be very, very hot. Hopefully it'll be a well-in-hand game and you can throw some different things out there. But you want to see one of those guys. And I think it should be Jonathan Brooks. I think he's got all the ability, and Cedric Baxter can be there next year or the year after. I think Jonathan Brooks is the guy to do this. But he, I want him to step up and say, you can't tell me that we're, we're tied. And I, I know he won't tell us, and he's not going to tell anybody, and this is also, we know you know Nick Saban has said, whoever I start on game one is, may not be the guy in game week two. You know, Sark's going to be playing that same game right back with Nick Saban. He's going to play the game right back and say, well, you know, we know you're starting at quarterback, but who am I starting at running back? Who am I starting at all these other positions? He was asked about the position battles. of I- trying to get some answers of how this depth chart is going to look, and especially for Rice, it's hot, everyone's going to play, but I don't think he wants to tip his hand at all about what he's going to be playing in the Alabama game. He wants to make them have to do film on everybody and study on everybody and hope they miss something. Here's Sark with talking about specific position battles, and it was linebacker, cornerback, running backs. Who's going to be in that spot? Here's what Sark had to say about the position battles.
1: Well, I think one of the cool things about pretty much every position group that you talked about, that's why we practice throughout the week, and that's why that, that they, they come with a real intent to work every, every day. You know, Malik and Arch right now, you know, they're both doing well. And so, you know, who do we feel like come Thursday is, is the guy that kind of earned that that opportunity to be the backup this week? That'll that'll be who the backup is. The running back position the same. We got a lot of information to still take in here these this first few ball games. And so that's kind of how that position is gonna go. And and the corner position really too. Like I said, we we've, we've got four corners we feel comfortable with in, in Ryan and Gavin, uh, Malik and in Terrence. Um, and so for them to, to show us throughout the week that they're ready to go and who's ready to play, then we can decide and make, the, make those tough calls later in the week.
0: Yeah, and he's not going to say anything until after Alabama. And after Alabama, maybe he'll set the depth chart and we'll all know. But he wants to – he knows. He he knows Nick Saban isn't going to tell him who's playing, and he's not going to tell Nick Saban who they're playing. So in Rice, everybody go out there. It's going to be hot. We should be The game should be in hand enough that we can let some guys get out there and maybe, you know – Maybe you play better in a game than you practice, and I need to see that because there's a lot of guys who when, they, when the bright lights are on and the stadium's full, that energy feeds them, and they make big plays. And they may not make all those in practice. So there is something to be said about putting as many guys in an opportunity to shine. But when Sark was asked then, okay, well, these are the position groups you're not sure, and you feel that you have, you know, you feel you can, they're good enough positions, but you don't have the people. What's a position that you feel lead at? Where do you feel that you you're know what you have the ability of? And what's the, the thing that if you say, I can put my hat on one thing, it's this? Here's what Sark had to say about that.
1: Well, I think we've got, we've got really good playmakers on this team, right? And so, you know, I've had a pretty good understanding who Xavier Worthy is. I have a pretty good understanding of JT Sanders, Jordan Winnington, AD Mitchell. I have a pretty good understanding of those guys. I have a pretty good understanding that Jalen Four is going to find the football in some way, shape, or form. Um, now going through training camp, I like a pretty good understanding. Jalen Catalan is going to find the football, um, you know. So th- there's some things that you that you know, um, and there's some other things that that you that you learn about as you go, and sometimes you learn about them in the first quarter. Or the second quarter, you, you, you just don't know. But the reality is, there's some things that I know, and I think we've got some explosive playmaking ability. We have some guys that find the football on defense, um, and then and then ultimately the character of the team. I think I know, but we need to play like it. We need to we need to play with fanatical effort. We need to populate the ball defensively, uh, and we need to be electric on offense. And we, we've got to create explosive plays.
0: But that's that's what he feels good about. We know that. He knows he can, he's he got the deep ball. and Now, I want to see when he says explosive plays and what they can do. I want to see some of those in yards after catch. That's what I would like to see, personally, is we know he can throw it deep. We know Sark is going to throw it deep. But if you can create some space for Xavier Worthy, for Jordan Whittington, for, for A.D. Mitchell, or, sorry, Adonai Mitchell. Sorry. Forgot he wants to be called Adonai. i call him Adonai. But if you can create some space and they can get big plays there, Ke- Keenan Robinson is another guy, big play there. Man, Jonathan Brooks had that 70-yard run against Kansas last year. Can he have a big play? The explosive plays are Sark's bread and butter. He needs those explosive plays. So he knows, but he feels this is the team to do it. I, I put this team together. One more thing before we got to get, get out of here. We got to get out of here early, giving you up to the Rangers at 530. Brett Yarmark's comments about Thanksgiving game and rooting for Tech was brought up sark tried to answer as politically as possible and i really like the first thing he says in this here's sark when he was asked about what his take on brett yormark's comments were in lubbock well
1: you're trying to get me in trouble roger but um i, I, I jokingly inside but but not <laughs> you know i got a letter from the commissioner about sportsmanship the day before that speech and so i'm trying to figure out you know about what are we promoting to our student-athletes and then to go say those types of things. So I'm I'm not guessing he's going to have his Thanksgiving dinner with us the night before that game. Um, But the reality of it is, you know, a lot's been made about that. A lot's been made about a T-shirt being made. Let, let's not make this more than it is. Man, this is about us. We're focused on what we get to do and why we get to do it. We're proud to be part of the University of Texas. Okay, We're proud to represent the burnt orange and right. We're proud to represent 550,000 living alumni. We're proud to represent four national championship teams. We're proud to get to go do that. And we know who's behind us, and that's okay. Now let's go play.
0: Let's go play. I do love that the beginning of that when – says, you know, the day before that, he sent out a memo about sportsmanship, and then he does that crap. I love that. But, yeah, Sark knows. Hey, look, all that is, all you're doing is feeding me. I've said that I think that Tech game could be a trap game. I 100% think it could be a trap game. And what did Brett Yormark do? He just made it not possible to look past. So thank you, Brett. We are out of time. We got to get out of here. Make way for the Rangers at 530. It'll be another short show tomorrow. We're off Wednesday for the Rangers. There'll be pregame at 5, a.m. Or 5 p.m. on Wednesday. But Thursday, Rob Babers and Aaron Hogan out with the people doing the show with me. Friday, me and Aaron Hogan will be out with the people. Ty, Ty will be running the board. We'll be out with you, getting you ready for rice for the rest of the week, Thursday, Friday especially, but I'll be back tomorrow at 5 p.m. We'll do 5 to 5.30 again, and we'll get it ready Thursday, Friday. We'll be out with the people. I'll give you more info for that next uh, tomorrow. But until then, be kind to each other, be safe, keep your underwear clean, and we'll see you tomorrow right here on the Sports Complex on the Horn.